0: right back. We'll be right back. Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Tensions continue to mount between China and the United States. And really, when you think about it, China and the rest of the world, uh, with the U.S. shutting down a consulate, a a Chinese consulate in Houston and a San Francisco, uh, and the San Francisco consulate, uh, apparently harboring a scientist who has been charged with one count of visa fraud. To talk more about all of this, before we bring in Elliot, I want to play you, uh, here's a clip from an official at the Chinese consulate. We need to be friends. It's unimaginable for me to see any hard war or cold war between such
1: two big countries. It's a disaster to two peoples and also a disaster to the whole world.
0: Let's bring in Elliot Tepper, emeritus professor, political science, Carleton University. Elliot, thank you for the time. Hope you're doing well. <laughs> Good afternoon, Scott. So, Elliot, what's your take on this—the uh, Houston uh, consulate shutting down and the one in San Francisco apparently harboring a scientist? Your thoughts?
1: Yes. Well, a lot of things are happening all at once. There's a lot of moving parts to this story. We don't know exactly what triggered specifically uh, the closing down by the United States of the Chinese um, consulate in—it's consulate general in Houston. Which was the very first uh, consulate opened up after the U.S. and China resumed relations. So it's a uh, interesting choice. We don't know what triggered it, but we do know that uh, it is an immediately uh, it immediately follows the arrest in America, or the charging in any event in America of two hackers of China who seem to be connected to the Chinese government, who are hacking into what, trying to collect information on in the U.S. Uh, progress and coming up with a vaccine and, and how it's dealing with COVID. So and all of this is a, a mixture of things involving espionage, involving uh, the biggest story on Earth, which is the COVID crisis. And meanwhile, does this help Donald Trump divert attention from all of that in order to say he's being tough on China, which in turn will become uh, a key element, I suspect, as of this time anyway, in the forthcoming uh, election. Who's going to be tougher on China? Will it be Biden or Trump? And Trump can use this as a suggestion that he stands up for America.
0: At the end of the day, uh, should not both the Democrats and the Republicans be on the same page when it comes to China, just like the rest of the free world?
1: One of the interesting things to me, building up on this, is that, yes, this will be a cross-cutting issue in terms of everybody in America saying, if we're being... uh, well, let's back up a little. If what China is doing is hacking into our, uh, our, meaning the U.S., efforts to combat the COVID crisis, but it's part of a much broader pattern, long standing pattern of the uh, charges that China uses its uh, theft of interle- intellectual property, and that's one of the ongoing disputes and therefore we can't actually have Huawei, for example, because it's a back door for that kind of theft. So all of these issues get all, all tangled up together. But beyond that, I think it's a broader consensus is emerging that China and the United States are in some kind of an adversarial position that China is using means which are not acceptable over a long period of time. This is a particular example of it. And the U.S. is now for either electoral reasons or genuine security reasons, or some interesting mixture of the two, is, coming, uh, is leading a coalition. There's, there's an increasing effort to create a united front against the Chinese activities of united front activities in the United States, covert activities against, against uh, and in Canada and elsewhere. So what we see, I think, is an emerging consensus that China has not been playing by the rules, that something has to be done, and we, of course, have a very particular um, interest in having a much wider coalition against um, bad behavior by, by China. And by the way, it's increasingly not China. It's the Communist Party of China, which is a more technical and correct way to view all this. Because mm-hmm. our, our two Michaels have now been in jail for 591 days.
0: How concerned are you that if uh, that Donald Trump's position on China, which many say is the same that all allies should be, uh, will be clouded because of the political antics going around with Donald Trump? In other words, there's a group out there that anything Donald Trump says, it can't be good. So if Donald Trump uh, is on the right track towards China, are you worried this message gets lost in the sauce?
1: Well, there's, there's a real possibility that, uh, to reframe it just slightly, that because there's a lot of suspicion that no matter what Donald Trump does, it's all related to his re-election. You and I have mm. talked about this repeatedly. You know, feed the base is what he's uh, all about, and that he's trying to drum up any area of uh, his activity, which just takes people's uh, attention away from the fact that the United States is the global epicenter now for the COVID crisis. You know, people are dying at over a 1,000 a day there now. So anything that benefits Donald Trump as a diversionary tactic, and this would serve as one of those, uh, is a political ploy. But on the other hand, we have genuine concerns. I think uh, any American president would, any, uh, any leader in the, in the world right now, has genuine concerns about Chinese behavior and how they are trying to supplant America with America's quite willing cooperation under the Trump administration's America first abdication of global leadership saying, we we want to be the foremost country in the world, and uh, Donald Trump is helping us. So all of this gets all mixed up and together, but out of this comes the increasing cooperation, perhaps, around the world in dealing with, in a more united fashion, the behavior of China, and that is a good thing.
0: Uh, Do you see more embassies, consulates closing?
1: It's certainly possible. The next one's likely to be an American consulate in China, because that would be the usual uh, response. a a, a direct tit-for-tat, you know, you close our consulate. China has said that this is a a malicious smear and that the closing of the consulate is is a rupture potentially in in the relations between the two states, but they will have to act appropriately. So right now, uh, the five, depending how you count, where you want to count, if you toss in Hong Kong, uh, the five or six Consulates in U.S. consulates in in China are now, you know, one of them is likely to be picked off. Wuhan would be a pretty good guess, wouldn't it? Mm. Uh, there's a, there's a, Scott, there's an American consulate there, and that would yeah. be a, a, a logical one for the Chinese to close.
0: All right, this is totally unrelated, Elliot, sure. but I want to get your take on this. Um, Donald Trump has downplayed this virus forever. Uh, we all know the situation around his feelings uh, with a face mask or face covering of some sort. Then all of a sudden yesterday, he does a 180 and says that masks are good, uh, the virus is bad, and all this sort of thing. Uh, we, As you mentioned, we've talked about the base a lot. How is the base going to react to him flip-flopping on this? And I mean, I guess you could say well, we're all learning, but this is six months out.
1: Yes, and uh, we're, we're just about at the 100-day mark to the U.S. election. It's about 103 days or now, I think, to the U.S. election. So anything you hear coming out of the Trump administration is probably related to that in some way. He's now saying masks are patriotic, and that's a very key word. Uh, he clearly intends to run for president at the minute, uh, a re-election campaign that he's losing on the basis of China, which we talked about, but uh, also a tough law and order stance. Uh, Portland and all that, this is traditional Republican mm-hmm. things. But um, now he's saying, now that the Sun Belt states, that is, his core areas of support in the U.S., are undeniably, uh, you, you just can't, can't close your eyes to this, under, under a resurgent uh, virus attack, he can't ignore the fact any longer which, you know, denying empirical reality it runs into empirical reality. Now that it's hitting red states in particular, he is shifting toward, it's going to get worse till it gets better, but meanwhile, pull out all stops, all stops to revive the economy. Let's get the, every child back into school. Let's get the economy going. Let's have a V shaped economic uh, downturn and then back up sharply. Uh, let's get these, these miracle cures. Uh, let's, let's have a vaccine by November. So there's now a frantic effort to not lose the base by denying the reality that the members of the base are now affected severely, and perhaps that explains his turnaround.
0: Elliot Tepper has been with us, Emeritus Professor of Political Science, Carleton University. Tensions continue to mount between China and the rest of the free world. Elliot, as always, thank you so much for the time. Be well.
1: Yes, sir. be well to you and, and everybody listening.